Welcome everybody to an episode of Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And today we are talking about Legend of Korra Season 3, episode was a 9 to 14? Yes. 13? Yeah. So, second half of um, Season 3. And before we started recording, we were just talking about how last episode, and I can't believe it, we just never brought up. Zuko, like my favorite, my favorite fictional character of all time, and we didn't even touch on him at all. Yeah, that's a little um, weird. <laughs> we must have been sidetracked or yeah, something. Yeah, no, no, I think we were just really deep into the conversation. But I will say, and this is again an issue that I have with Korra, is that it feels to me like they really didn't want to rely too heavily on fan service, right? And because of that, um, because of the lack of fan service, I think they went too far the other way and they didn't give us enough, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen, fine, if not Zuko, then I'd like to have seen uh, General Iroh, Zuko's grandson. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe Iroh's daughter, or sorry, Zuko's daughter, you know, because now we get confirmation that it's his daughter, right? They, it's like he has a kid and the kid is a daughter. Um, but yeah, it, I didn't, I didn't like that part of it. We just, it feels like we didn't get enough of the original team avatar or any of that. I mean, dude, we got more screen time of Uncle Iroh at this point than we got of, of uh, Zuko. Yeah. And Zuko's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I liked I still, I will still maintain that season three of Legend of Korra is the best season, and I don't think it's even close. Mm, I don't know. I can't tell you. you okay, what do you think? Watch, what do you think about season, season three or one? Three. Yeah. Okay. Do you think season three is way better than one? Um, I wouldn't say way better. I'd say pretty good i mean i don't know like i wouldn't say it's way better but it is better uh, no that, that's fair honestly um yeah the order the red lotus which by the way cool name agreed it's an awesome name and even another thing i also love the uh, the logo you get the if you glue the red lotus the logo lotus and the red lotus logo it's it's a cool logo it's awesome yeah um i also loved uh you know just the here in general he was a fantastic villain yes best villain um, so far for me yeah no i agree he was definitely the best villain so far um and i mean you know he just his that he started flying because only one other airbender ever. Why? Because his girlfriend gets killed, and now he has nothing tethering him, so to speak, to the earth. So right, he, right. He let right. go of all earthly earthly tethers, become one with the void, become wind, and he just starts flying. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, I mean, in the in like just mystically speaking, like if you think about the implications of that, like that is so cool. Like he's is. like, there's nothing left. It's not that he's saying that he doesn't care for certain things or like he likes certain things or doesn't have certain passions, but what's actually tethering him to the world is just not there anymore. And that's like, oh, I, I will say that Guru Lahima, I put in my notes that he sounds like an incel. <laughs> he 
he just, I mean, I don't know. He's just like, you know, detach yourself from all, like he essentially detached himself from all people. Right. And that's right. the only way that Lahima and Zaheer here were able to do it. It's like, you, he has no connection. He has no uh, relationship anymore. Right. He, the he world. threw it all away. And I, and I understand, because, but this is in balance, right? This is not balance because I understand let go of earthly tethers as in like, let go of, um, uh, you know, shed your wants and desires, right? Like, let go of the materialistic things. That's one thing. But like letting go of all connections that you have to people, that's another thing entirely. A, that's not realistic because I think human beings are social creatures. Um, B... I think that it it doesn't that would not be a good society, right? Because the reason why we have a civilization and for the most part peaceful right. civilization, civilized, yeah, percent. right. Like you know, like people say, oh well, I mean, dude, there's so many wars going on. Yeah, yeah, there's so many wars going on right now. But if you look at the human, you mean the since the beginning of time ever, yeah, we've been we've been reducing wars and reducing death from wars. Despite the fact that our weapons are becoming way more destructive, our our casualties from wars have been going down. Um, right. And so, because of that, I would say that we're moving. Like, yeah. Have we stumbled in the last decade or so? <laughs> Duh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that. See, but, but it seems like it's always confined to like one time period, and then the rest of it's fine. Right. Maybe that's just what we see, but. Right. Now I'm now now I'm not gonna argue about you know what's coming in the future, and that's not my point. My point is is that explosion like, apocalypse, all that. We good could stuff. not have the peaceful thing that we have today if it wasn't for the fact that we if we were all Guru Lahima, where we just like oh I'm just gonna detach myself from all relationships. You can't do that. Well, I mean, I guess you could. You could, but that's that's on an individual level. If every, if every individual did that, I think we would be way more. First of all, the 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 family unit would dissolve. Oh yeah, right. And that's it, to me, in my personal opinion, the family union is the unit is the most. I think the most precious thing that humanity has. Well, and when that if dissolves, everybody's away, enlightened. I mean, does it matter then? Mm, yes, it does. Because I don't think you can be enlightened if you don't have any connection with your um, fellow human. Just fellow human, not necessarily speaking of family, right? But how can you have any relationship with a fellow human if you don't even have it with your family? You don't even have it with your son or daughter or your wife or brother, sister or mother, father. Maybe you don't have those. Th that's what I'm saying. You, If you can't even form the most basic relationship, which is a family, how are you supposed to form a, a relationship with anyone else? Like French, friendship transcends... And it beca essentially becomes family, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, family by blood. I'm not talking, like, because I, I do uh -huh. firmly believe that adopted kids can are, are your actual kids. So I'm not talking blood. I'm talking just in general. If you can't even form an attachment as deep as a family, how are you going to form an attachment? Like, everything else is just flimsy. What do you, what do you consider an attachment? And what do you, how do you, like, how... It would it, at this point when we're speaking about this, it would come down to how do you quantify how do you quantify having attachment to family and then having attachment to friend 
they could be equal if you're able to quantify them, but we can't. So that's just exactly. a feeling. I agree. That is but, just a so, feeling. So but what we know we for a fact that. is that here has nothing. Well, well, right. But, I mean, we're just speaking. I'm just trying right. to speak in the argument you were making. Sure. But, anyways, yeah, he has nothing. I mean, And that's what I'm talking about. Like, when he, he has nothing, he cares for nothing. He has no attachment to any other human being. Right. Gazan and Mingwa are just associates of his. They're not really even his friends. Right. And so he has no actual care, no um, nothing that's like really, he has no attachment to other people. So, okay, so uh, exa- a perfect example I can bring up is that the Jedi in Star Wars, right? In the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. they became so detached from the people that they basically lost all, me- like how can you protect the people if you have no attachment to the people? And that was the exact reason why they fell. They became so extremist in their views. They became so extremist and like go, essentially like Guru Lahima, like let go of your earthly tethers and whatnot, right. become one with the force. They became so extreme on that end that that's the reason they could not handle on how to deal with Anakin when he actually did form a natural connection. Because yes, yes forming a connection is not is not bad. Because they, they basically think, because if you form a connection and eventually that connection may break due to death or loss or whatever, um, not good so that for can you cause pain. Yes, it, ca- it can cause pain, but that does not mean that's not worth having. I don't know if that's the argument, though. Worth having and that, not that, worth that was, having would be That was the, the argument, argument. In, with the Jedi. Oh, okay. Even, yeah, okay. Essentially, so, but, yeah. I, but I'm saying that like the Jedi were essentially the same way that Guru Lahima and Zaheer were. Where they were just... Kind of, yes. I'm just going... like It became so much about, oh, detachment, 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 that they... You, you, you cannot form a society that way. I'm, I'm, right, I'm, right. That's a crux argument. But the problem is, is that they see when they're talking about detachment, they're talking like the way that they're detaching is wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's right ways where you can detach exactly. from things. And that's my that point. Not the right that is way. my point. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. You can detach, you can detach yourself from stuff that, uh, that are not important, such as like, you know, your material, like I said, like the materialistic desires, like everyone wants a nice car, nice house, all these cool toys, but, uh, they like lose sight of what's important. So right. I understand detachment from that stuff. I 100% agree with that. And if that was his thing, I'm totally behind both of them. But that's not that wasn't it, right? That theirs went even deeper, right? And, and so this all the villains in Legend of Korra thus far have shown you where when you take an ideology to its extreme, because the Avatar is about balance, right? Right. right. Avatar does believe in equality. The Avatar does believe in spirituality. The Avatar does believe in freedom. But when you've taken it to such an extreme level, like Amon, like Unalak, like Zaheer, then you get chaos in the world. And he himself said that chaos is the natural order of the world. Which, yes. Which I agree on a, on a, on like a, on a fundamental level. nature level. Yes, I agree that chaos and disorder is a natural order. But this is why we as human beings, we, I would say we're more intelligent than that. And we've created societies. We've created civilizations. Yeah. Have we had our issues? Absolutely. Does it come with its own set of challenges? Absolutely. But I don't think there's very many people that would argue that they would rather live in like a caveman society where we're essentially like animals. Absolutely. Rather than what we live in today. You're talking to the wrong person, buddy. 
that's fine, but you are like I'm one kidding. in like literally a billion, right? Like, um, let it all go. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, and I get it on a certain, like, have we maybe gone too far the other way today? Eh, I agree. Sure. Um, but I don't know. You can make an argument. You could, people could argue all day about everything, mm-hmm. but in reality, that's like a minute, like, it's very minute in what we should really be arguing about. <laughs> right. The, the, yeah, exactly. And so, again, I, I think this show, the Legend of Korra, I mean, not, last airbender but this uh legend of Korra does a very good job about just showing the 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 you know because like amon was the same way right like he believed in equality right and on a certain level i believe in equality too but i don't believe in equality that amon believes in i don't believe that oh just because other people have bending and some people don't we should take away the bending from the benders Right, 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 right. So right, then now right, we're right. all equal. That's not how. That's not how it should work. I really don't think that's. I don't. I don't think that's even close to correct view. It seems more. It seems more where you went too far the other way, like you were saying. But something bad happened to you in the past. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. I definitely. Which agree. is true. Which is true for his case in most cases, but you know, it just seems like. There's always a middle way. And for some reason, why don't we ever try to look for the middle way? You notice that in humanity? Or just yeah. being a human is all all together. We never look, though, oh, there's, there's a middle way. Well, I, I do let's, think let's that. Let's seek that. We do in the sense that, like, we, uh, we do as individuals. But our individual voices get lost in, like, the yes, sea yes, of voices. Yes, and yes, yes. then that's what becomes a problem. And we're. And whenever the sea of voices, it's just like there's so many voices now, especially with social media, that it just all gets wrapped up into one. Can't and really, like, it's hard to sort through if you don't spend all day sorting. Yeah. Which is why sometimes it's better to just disconnect. And I think it'll be interesting because the social media era is still, like, if we're comparing it to the age of human beings... Social media era is very young. I mean, it only really started like even in our lifetime, right? Like when we were in middle school, high school, that's that's around the time when social media really started. And even then it didn't really take off, take off. So we're talking about something that's less than one person old, right? Right. Um, so we as human beings, we don't really know how to deal with this challenge of just excess constant, information. Constant, yeah, constant, constant barrage constant. of information some most information that's not even correct right like (laughs) you know like like they're like okay so in in every industry too like you look at and i don't even know how we're getting to this topic but let's just go ahead and talk about it like uh we have you know in the health industry like i've seen like guys on tiktok that'll say crap like you know oh don't drink cold water it's like destroying your metabolism (laughs) it's like and there's it's, so much crap. Like, come on, man. And these are people who actually supposedly have degrees themselves. So there's just so right. much crap out there. Um, and I, I and you as know, a young man too, like as young kids, they don't know how to sift through exactly. it. Exactly. They really they don't. Get, they um, just regurgitate. And I don't. And I don't think necessarily that just completely detaching yourself from all that again is realistic. Because first of all, not every human being can do that. Right, like right, me and you right. decide, yeah, you know what, we're not gonna have social media. Not everyone can do that. So detachment is not exactly a scalable solution. So Yes, I agree. And and that's and that's my and that's the crux, crux of my argument with Zahir. Oh wow, look at you see how I brought that back in. Um, 
that's my that's a question my argument was here is that like yeah he he can he can detach so why didn't he just do that why didn't he himself just detach and then just live his life the way he wanted why did he have to drag the rest of mankind the world yeah yeah you need to let every individual come to that conclusion themselves you cannot so is it really like is it technically detaching then exactly kind of he kind of reattached after detaching that's a really good point too right like is that really detachment if you really feel the need to drag the rest of humanity into this? I don't know. But no, that was a good thought experiment. Um, but yeah, Whatever this all started from me calling Guru Lahima an incel. So that was. That's good. I think you should continue to call people of the. <laughs> you do call people that. It seems, it seems like it gets a good response between us speaking. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I, I, one other thing I did notice was that um, when she saw him, she being the Earth Queen, right, in Bossing Say, whenever she saw Zaheer, she didn't even recognize that it was Zaheer. She, well, that, she's she really not, detached from things. And that, <laughs> and that was exactly the point I was going to make. She seems so isolated from the rest of the world, which seems very reminiscent of the original Bossing Say back in Last Airbender. Remember? Because there was so much. She was always messing around boomy no 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 no. that's boomy i'm talking the uh bossing say remember Bosco? oh the, yeah they got okay not sorry for some reason it was the it was their like leader lead bender not their okay yeah so yeah. um yeah so that guy I, I i forget his name but the king of bossing say he like never even left the palace let alone the city so she seems like she's completely detached from the rest of the world News so they follow like, the same trait. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that um, I guess when you just become that big, you just become so tunnel visioned into your own world of view, you don't even notice what's going on around you. Right. Um, Which is crazy to think that as a world leader, you can just be oblivious to like the world. Yeah, you think, <laughs> right, that someone who has to like rule a kingdom would at least do something a little bit better in that front, but you know, what do I know? Um, we don't know anything. We don't rule anything besides our besides my characters on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there is one thing uh and we talked about like the fighting styles how to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Um Bolin, if you noticed, when he was digging out of the air temple, right, and then he finds out that he's a lava vendor, which was I that was my favorite like yeah that thing was really cool. I, I, I really liked that for him when I first saw that. I, I remember cheering. I was so happy. But he, um, if you see how he's punching, he's punching. Uh, like if you ever see how Toph when she clears a hallway, yeah, she can clear boom, it all in boom. one. Whereas Bolin is like. When he's clearing it, it's like step by step. It's really, it's interesting. It's again, it shows the the level of mastery. Yeah, um, and that's why I will maintain. I personally don't think that Mako and Bolin are that powerful vendors. I think Zuko's oh, a much no. better vendor than Mako. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, again, they can't. We can't. They can't size up all the characters to you know right. Zuko esque style. But I wish they would have made. Bolin and um, Mako a little bit more powerful than they were. Just a little bit. Yeah, well, 
I agree. And I think on a certain level, they did kind of size him off in the sense that Bolin is a lava vendor. And that yeah. Mako... I guess Mako is a lightning. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool at the end there where he uses yeah, lightning bending on that, that was girl. Really, that was really... That was well done. Um, okay, so... The... The lava bending, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but didn't you say that you felt like lava bending should have been more fire under the subset of fire? Yeah. So I thought about that a little bit more, and I think I know the answer why they went that way. Because, again, they've shown quite a few times, again and again, more so in Last Airbender than in Legend of Korra. Um, Because I felt like Last Airbender delved more into the magic system of the bending of the individual elements, whereas Korra is more about, you know, society. Um, but in firebending, it's called a firebending, but really it's more energy bending, right? Because the sun is not a ball of fire. It's a ball of energy. And the yeah, firebenders get I know. Get I it think from, you might have explained this to me last time. I think you said these exact words last time or something of the sort. About lava bending? No, about the firebending. Yeah, so, but I wanted, I wanted to connect it to the lava bending. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I wanted to connect it to the lava bending because Easy. even like, you know, the combustion bending like we talked about is like... Yeah, forehead fucking, lady. Yeah, it's... She is huge, by the way. She's like six foot seven or something. Yeah, she's odd. Um, I loved her design. I actually liked her design better than the her combustion man back in uh, uh, Last Airbender. But yeah, um, you know how they like focus the energy into a point and shoot it out. So, and then even like the lightning, right? It's just a, it's a very extreme manifestation of the energy. Right. Um, so I, I like that a lot. And lava is not that. Lava is not energy. It, it's the way I would describe it. If you see the way even Gazan, the way he, you know, the when he lava bends, it looks very labored, his movements, right? It's almost like uh-huh. he has to really compress the earth almost to heat it up enough to where it causes lava if you see him because if you see like when he's doing earthbending gazan the few times that he is he's actually quick with it right like his movements are fast he he looks like a typical earthbender yeah, yeah but when you see him do lava bending he he seems like he needs to really put a lot of effort into it like a lot of very wavy movements and very not just wavy but very wavy and labored like when he's like separating the lava like it's it's like he's, it's he's very calling upon more like more of the energy. Like he's pulling against the energy. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Or so, pushing. I'm sorry, pushing or pulling. One of the two. Both. Yes, all at <laughs> the same time. Um, well, actually, we joke, but that maybe that could complete be balance. It, right? yeah, yeah, just complete balance. Um, and then you know, because the, the friction that. of the two earth of Earth together could cause that to like boil. And yeah, like the level. plates of the Earth. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what? That's yeah. So that I, I mean, I don't think we figured it out, but no, we can say that's my headcanon, right? Until I get more knowledge or info on this, I'm just going to call it my headcanon. Um, right, 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 right. Uh, and then you know, okay, Tenzin, by the way, coming up big in this section, uh, fighting all four members. Oh, no, I want to say four, three members. No, I guess it was four because Plea ended up uh, he firing did a, the artillery. He did a good job. He did an amazing him. job. He was beating Zahir. Um, and the only reason he didn't get the finishing blows because Plea interrupted him from her like air barrage, uh, which God, dude, the noise of that, the, the sound effect 
of that. The sound effects were definitely better in this, oh, in this so series. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at Tenzin sure. fighting all three of them at the same time, he he did a really good job. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when Zaheer's jumping from platform to platform, you know, the upwards movement, he's jumping like like an acrobat, where he's just jumping from one platform to the next. He's using his legs. But if you look at Tenzin, when he's going up, he's using the wind. Like an art. Yeah, he spins upwards. He he has a spinning motion every time he goes up, and that is the that is the fundamental movement of airbending. It's a lot of flowy, spinny. As soon as you hit something, you know you just spin off into another direction, and you see it. This is why they're very difficult to hit. And Tenzin, every time he goes up, he moves with fundamental like soundness, and I love that because Zaheer is not a trained airbender. He's just a a freak athlete who happened to get airbending. <laughs> that's the way yeah, I would that's, describe it. That's uh, that's exactly probably the way I would describe it as well. I mean, and if, if you look at Zahir's fighting style, he fights like honestly, almost like a firebender that move, but he just happened to have airbending. Like the way he fires his like airbending kicks and whatnot, it, it's like a firebender, and that kind of oh, makes yeah. sense because he's in a relationship with a firebender. Well. I mean, I, I guess I don't I, know I, if that's what they were going for. That's not what for, I put together, but, but you know, fair enough. I'm just gonna throw it out there, and then I, you know, what's gonna be funny is if like we, we're, I'm coming up with like all these like crappy ideas, and then like the writers hear this, like, wow, this guy dug way too deep into this. We just we just put it, you know, we just, just put the way it there, was. and he's like, I I sound like one of those English teachers, you know? It's just like, why were the curtains blue? Um, well, you know what? Screw you. Yeah, I'm not even going that deep. All right. I, I I could go into the architecture and everything if I really wanted to. This is how much I love this series. Um, but yeah, no, I loved, 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 loved that whole final battle. Um, the 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 execution attempt that they had on Katara, Katara, Korra was kind of brutal, right? They're like, oh, we're going to scare her or like threaten her into the Avatar state and then kill her. That's good. Yeah, it's just like, and then they completely underestimated the Avatar state, by the way, because apparently the Avatar state also gives her roids because she straight up just like shoulder fly, reverse shoulder flies, one of those like chains completely off. <laughs> it, yeah, I can't even do like a hundred pounds, dude. Yo, like, yeah, guy, that that's got to be way more force than a freaking pounds. cave. Like, yeah, oh yeah, that. Okay, how much the, the chain alone is probably heavy, right? You okay. throw in a couple other like rocks into that mix, and now you're looking at rocks, dude. It was chained. Like the yeah. the force does not like the amount of force that would take for a human to do that would is no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't like for some reason I can't put it, like a number to it, but I know that that's like that's on there. That's not moving. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, which is crazy because like. You would think that they would hear reports on how the Avatar state yeah, worked. But, yeah, that's a good point. I guess. But then they just kind of like, yeah, no, this is cool. We're just going to try it anyways, which is crazy. Did you notice how Jinora uh, looked just like Aang? Yeah, kind of. Um, a little weird, though. I didn't know they were going to shave her hair. But it grows yeah. back. But it definitely grows back, so I'm okay with it. But I was just like, oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> All right. 
we might have a little guest joining us. If you hear my daughter in the background, she's just a little upset, but it's fine. Um, yeah, no, Janora, I think it's I think it's a cultural thing for airbenders, to my understanding, right? I mean, I would assume, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it besides the fact that I was like, oh, wow, she's a girl, and she probably doesn't like the way she looks at the moment, but <laughs> that's probably part of the airbending process. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but, man, she looks so much like Aang. I wanted to cry when I first saw that. I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. It, the first airbending master, well, technically, second airbending master since Aang, and it's his granddaughter, and she looks just like Aang. I was so cool. I love I mean, it. I'm just glad that they're restarting and that I mean, I don't know, to be 14, what is she like 14, 13, like 14? Yeah. And she's an airbending master per se at this point. Like that is so cool for her to like put on a resume. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean, not just that though, right? like she's proven herself. Like she's she has a strong spiritual connection and she's the one who came up with the idea of forming that tornado mm-hmm. and then the other airbenders, which that was so cool to see. Like we've seen other benders work in unison and it's but always not like really that. cool. But this was yeah, this was something special. I liked it. Especially especially airbenders. So yeah. that was definitely cool to see for sure. Yeah. I loved it a lot. Um well, I think I don't really have much else to talk about there. Uh unless if you got something else you wanted to talk about. No, no, I'm good. It was um it was a good third season and once we finish this up we have something some other stuff to look forward to, so I'm uh definitely excited to finish this up. Yeah. Um so looking at the next season, I think there's only oh no, there's thirteen episodes for that too. So let's go ahead and we'll do Season four, episodes one through seven next. Yeah, let's go. Ahead. Seven it is. Um, I, I will. The first half of season four is better than the second half. I think they ran into the same rushing issue, but um, still a good season. Still better than season two, in my opinion. Uh, season four, that is. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is. It, so it, season three is your favorite season. For sure. Okay. Um, and season two is my least favorite season. Well, I would sometimes I like wish people wouldn't say that. So like the back of my brain doesn't biasly like. I okay. I, I think that's fair, but I think you're also pretty. You're pretty content with everything, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah, and I'm I'm not like I'm ill informed on right the war and all that stuff, so I can make my own decisions. Yeah, they did or not. But don't get me wrong, season four is still fantastic and. It's honestly very heartbreaking, and I'm really excited because I don't know if you noticed, but the last shot that we see is Cora crying. So a lot of ramifications come from that. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. See you.